Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 23. Mitch, do I even have to ask what edition it is? Are we going to have a better response this time? We're not because I did no research and I, I'm blanking out. I, I, I didn't blank or I didn't remember who number 22 is. so I did no research and I, I'm not even just go for it. Who is it? You're serious. Again, I didn't, this I, is I, two I, weeks I, in I've a row. Nothing. Someone even tweeted at us. Did they? Yeah, so- I didn't pay attention. I did not pay attention to that. Folks. Folks. I've got a really bad memory problem. Honestly, I really do. Especially when you catch me just like that, when I, I, I know I should have done some research and I didn't, this is what happens. This is like homework yes. in high school all over again. Okay. Or, or I show up to class and the teacher's like, so did you do your math homework? And I look at him like an idiot going, no, why would I? And he goes, well, because I gave you some. And I go, huh, fancy that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are planning yeah. to attend our live podcast next week, I need you to just make fun of Mitch to no end. Because if you thought Bob, if you thought... I can't even speak. If you thought Mike Bossy was bad enough, how about episode 23 when he can't come up with Bobby Nystrom? Yeah, see? Back-to-back weeks, come on! I'll get it next week in the live show for show number 24, where I'm going to bring up the list. There's 23 players I can choose from. Islanders legend Steven Gianta. Sure, Miko Michaela, there you go. That's a good one. Uh, Who else? Mm, Dave Archibald, eh. Radic Martinek. There you go. That's who I'm going with. Two hundred two to two eleven. Perfect. If not, I'm going to stick with my good old, my good buddy Miko Michaela. All right, there you go. So there you have it. So next week I'm doing my homework. Okay, good. Or I'm going to try to some show prep. That should be <laughs> interesting. I did some show prep for this week. I just didn't prep on the numbers. <laughs> you did. I'm just giving you a hard time. Well, I know. I'm Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson. Again, make sure to give him a hard time next week if you do plan on coming. Uh, we do have. Let's hype that a little bit more. Just okay. hype that once more. Sure. All right. So next week, it's not going to be our regularly scheduled show. Usually, we record on Wednesday nights. Scratch that. We are doing mm-hmm. a live show Friday night, 7 p.m. from the South Hempstead Fire Department right here on Long Island. We are doing it live. We are doing raffles and we are raising money. For a charity called America's Vet Dogs, which Mitch, I got to go to today, and I got to tell you, I'm pretty happy because I saw what they they gave us. We we're going to be raffling off a lot of awesome stuff, like the Pucks and Paws calendar, some nice hats, some shirts, and I also got to see some service dogs today. Oh, you got to see some doggies? There was uh, some. Oh, man, there was definitely some doggos. I saw a golden retriever. I saw some labs. It was. They're like the worst type of dog because not not because of what they do, but you just. You want to pet them, but you know you can't. So you got to like. Mm. Yeah, it had the it had the vest on. I was like, oh, he's working. I can't do him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, working dogs, stupid cats. Gotta hate cats. They don't do nothing for no one. Agreed. Oh, We're finally on the same page about something. <laughs> okay, Mitch. I know you and you enjoy me bringing this show off the rails. And before we even start, I have to bring this off the rails because mm-hmm. it's not on the running order. Uh, did you read my daily links from today? I did. You did? Okay. So, how dumb is it that the Islanders want to play half their home schedule at Nassau and half at Barclays? Um, well, it sounds silly, but oh, you also... You got, it, it, it sounds dumb. That sounded very Yoda-like. Uh, it sounds very dumb. Um, it's just they, they have... There's a clause already in the contract, right, between... Um, the New York Islanders and Barclays, who also own the NVMC or whatever it's... I forget exactly the full name of it. We're going to call it the Nassau Coliseum. Um, they already have to 
by contract. Sorry, that's a contract with Barclays, who owns the Coliseum and the county. Um, they are supposed to, they, Barclays, are supposed to host four Islanders games at the Coliseum per year. And if they don't, they owe the, col- they owe the county a million dollars. That's already in their contract. So they're just trying to fill that. Yeah. Now, obviously, four, 41 is, a, or sorry, 20, what is it, 25, 26, you said? You just said half. Yeah, so whatever, half of 42. It's 42. 41. Is it 42? Yeah, 41. it'd be 41. So 20 what games is that? For less than? 20, 20 to 21 games. I said 25. Wow, I couldn't even do math. Um, so let's say 20 games are held there. That's a lot more than four. Um, so well overachieving their commitment, but... Maybe at some point they have to leave Barclays. I don't. I don't know why they're sticking to half. Mitch, it sounds silly. Mitch, you're John Tavares, okay? You <laughs> say, "Do I want to stick with the franchise with the idiot general manager and a team that's going to split home games, or do I want to go somewhere else where this junk doesn't happen?" I think it depends on how the split happens. I think it does. If if the split is just randomly throughout the season, yeah, that's going to be a problem. But if it's a clean break from the first half we're in Barclays, second half we're at Nassau. I think that's a little bit that that could be palatable. Okay, how about this for you? Something to chew on. Yep. What if they make the playoffs? Do they play the playoff games at Barclays or Nassau? Mm. See, now we're getting some interesting territory because mm-hmm. then you got to split the the revenues. Um, I don't think Barclays is going to care necessarily. Well, they might have it at. at <sighs> it depends what capacity is like. What, uh, Nassau is Nassau is 11, isn't it? And Barclays is 13 change? I think it's so, more on both yeah. ends, but I is don't it? know okay. the numbers off the top of my head, so we're going to go with what you said. I thought it was something close to that, but let, let, let's say I'm wrong. Let's say it's a little bit more. Um, either or. Uh, I, I think they'd, they'd like to have it at the Barclays where there's more there's more seats to fill in. Um, I don't know. That'd be tough, man. That'd be really tough. I, I'd like to say Barclays just because of the, the economics of the situation. What do you think? What do you think? That, what do you think is best out of the two? You want them to stick into one in one home. Yeah. I would prefer that, and I said that before. I would prefer that. Um, that is ideal. I don't want them to have to split between two, especially in the middle of the season. Play, um, play next year at Barclays, like you already said you were doing, and then after that, go to Nassau for the two years or however long it is. That's my that's my plan. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that plan. It's just if you're presenting to me that the only plan possible is a fifty fifty split, then I'm okay as long as it's literally fifty fifty, as in one half is played here and one half is played there. If it's just scrambled all over the place, and I'm doing wild, crazy gestures to to, to advocate how crazy this is, um, then I'm not for it. Yeah, that's but, what, and, and if if there's a C where the C the C option is just stick to Barclays for the two years or stick to the Nassau for two years, then I'm all for that as well. I I just don't see it. I mean, I'm happy that they are coming back to the Coliseum for any facet, just because I think it would be awesome for the fan base to get behind like right before they go into their new building. That's why I would rather them just go to Nassau in the interim because then it like reignites the passion from that fan base who has missed them in on Long Island. Yeah, you don't sure. I'm, I'm a-okay with that. I can completely get behind that 100%. I just have to get that off my chest because we didn't have that running order, and I was like, this is just dumb. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely understand. I, I, I'm all for it, but if you're presenting the option of a 50-50 and that's all we can do, then my only stipulation in that 50-50 is that it, it's half at one, and then the next half and the other. Yeah, if, that's it. If we're doing like one day a week at NASA, one day at Barclays, no, no, stop. Or, or weekdays at Barclays and weekends at the NASA Coliseum, no, stop. I think I no one's it. gonna go to no one's gonna go to the Barclays during the week if that's the case. So right, just, they'll they'll wait for the weekend. And you know the players probably want to go to NASA. Anders Lee just was on. Boomer and Geo last week and was saying that they would win games just based on the crowd at the Coliseum. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's some of that that's lip service, and I'm I'm sure there's some of that that's absolutely true. And I, I think it's just also the the commute is a little is going to be significantly better if they play in Nassau instead of commuting into into Brooklyn. Say what you will, but the, the commute is still long. Right. Like we can't hide from that fact. It's still what twenty miles. 
to to uh, to Brooklyn from let's say even just the the practice facility in about, uh, right? in Nassau in Soyuzet is that where it is the the, the practice facility I, I, I'm I'm in, into, unfamiliar with the like you, the geography you, I, I've been there but <laughs> Yo, okay we're gonna have to do this next week because we need to get you to try and pronounce Long Island town names. Okay. You got to brush oh, up. That'll be fun. You got to brush up on your Native American history because it's all like that. <laughs> I'll give you one. Awesome. I'll give okay. you one now. Massapequa. Yeah. That's a town in Massapequa. Massapequa. Okay. Massapequa. All right. There you I can go. Do that. You're a Long Islander. You could say Massapequa. <laughs> it's not or, super. It's not or, a tongue twister or anything. Or hop-og. Maybe the spelling's all weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopog. Oh, that's what, it, that's what we're doing next week. I'm going to write down right. Long Island town names, and you have to read them out loud. That's going to be our game. <laughs> in, like, my French accent? Do I have to say it that way? No, just try and pronounce it how you think it sounds, and we'll laugh okay, at you. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> right. oh, because the reason it I got like, on this because you completely butchered how to say Syosset, which was funny. I said Soyoset, and you said Syosset. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Si- Syosset. There you go. And the I'll um, get it. I'll get it. Uh, I, what's the address of the Twin Rinks? I guess that's East Meadow, probably. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's right past but, the Coliseum. It's not far at all. Because that's where you no, went last I, year, right? Yeah, I, I, I went to an open an open practice last year, and I drove by the Coliseum, and I saw the typewriter issue, and I was like, eh, it doesn't look the same. No. Um, but I think that that's the main point, is that it's a lot closer. So that would help. Uh, the players are obviously going to like that a lot more, but I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I'm with you in let's just make it a clean break. Let's just play one place until we either can't anymore due to contract situations or until the next place is ready. I'm fine with that. I don't want to have to be the nomads of the NHL. I don't want it to be on, like, the bookmark of the season. I, I just don't. Like, uh, we were looking back at old trade deadlines here um, for something we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. And there, there's one where, oh, uh, team franchise movement. And you're like, oh, what was that? Oh, the Islanders went from Nassau to Brooklyn. Well, the, the, the franchise didn't necessarily move, just where they play moved. But it's big, this big, huge, dramatic thing that I, I just don't want that to be like the bookend of the season right. whenever they go to one or the other. Agreed. Okay. I just had to get that off my chest. Sorry to go, pull us off the rails so early in the show. That's fine. We already wasted 10 minutes of everyone's time. Well, we didn't waste it because we talked about something that's quite interesting. I think it was entertaining. Well, we, we learned that I can't necessarily pronounce uh, Long Island town names. Um, we so all know fun. that I'm not from the area, that my geography is not, uh, as someone would say, very good. No. Uh, so uh, we'll all have a nice little laugh at me later on. In, in to the be week. fair, if you asked me to pronounce town names in Ottawa, no chance I'd probably get any of those right. But it's just like mm. a famous – there was a famous viral video that went a couple of years ago. Uh, this kid from Long Island went away to college. I forget the school. And then he had people from like South Carolina trying to read the names, and they butchered every single one. So that's kind oh, of like I'm the a, reoccurring joke. I'm going to bring you some from, from Ottawa uh, and surrounding area. So, again, Native American names but also French names. So there's accents of galore all over the place. Okay. I can't wait. Mm, it's going to be fantastic. All right. Let's get into the Islanders' last three games. Uh, okay. If we have to. I think we do have to. It's like, what, like, jubilation bookmarked with heartbreak. How I described it is one step forward, two steps back. That's how it is with this team. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So what, what three games are we talking about? What, we got the Boston 5-2 loss, which was a goal improvement, at least. <laughs> the last, last time they time. played Boston, it was a 5-1 loss. So. There we go. <laughs> Improvement. Climb it up, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Silver linings. Uh, and then there was a 7-3 shellacking uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks that we laid on the Chicago Blackhawks. And then the 3-2 overtime loss to the Arizona Coyotes. My God, Yuck. I can't believe that happened. Um, what, what's what's your takeaway? Obviously, one step forward, two step back. Yeah, the ones I want to focus more on is Chicago and Arizona, because mm-hmm. how they looked in Chicago, you know, that's kind of like I don't necessarily want to say they're maybe I do their ceiling. Like we know they could put up that kind of offensive performance. They have it in them if they could just get 
solid enough play in net and the defensive zone. If they give up, if they brought it down to just giving up exactly three goals a game, they'd probably be in a better position than what they are now. The problem is they can't do that. And then also, mm-hmm. when you play a garbage team like Arizona and you just look completely dead, that's also a problem. So you're seeing, yeah. you're seeing the highs pointed out in Chicago and then in Arizona, the lowest of lows. So what is the t- it's the team's obviously somewhere in between that point, but the fluctuation is extremely frustrating. For me, it's the idea that they can't play a full 60 minutes. And it's it, it, it's obvious in at least the two games that you brought up. Um, it's definitely obvious in, in the Boston game. But the ones I want to focus on, again, are the Chicago and, 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 and Arizona game, just because you brought them up. So if you look at the Chicago game, the only times the Chicago Blackhawks scored, whether aside from the Patrick King goal within like 30 seconds of the second of the first period, um, we'll call we'll, we'll call that to nerves by that rendering that that national anthem rendition that apparently jostled everyone. It was really it was really moving. I don't know. It was nice. I just don't they see that every night? No, that guy has it definitely has the best rendition of it. Really, I thought it was. I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to get into it. Now. Yeah. Um, and then the other two goals were just lapse of judgment, or la- just sorry, not lapse of judgment, but mental lapses, where they, they just kind of the defense lost themselves for a second, and then up, oh, boop, they scored. But in, otherwise, they're in complete control of the game. They just they just lost their heads for just moments, and just like that, Chicago capitalized on it, and you got an unflattering scoreline. Like that score should have been seven one. It should have been a seven one Islanders win. So Halak's got to be mad on that one. Because he played really well that game. Like, yeah, he, look, he put up a 923 save percentage. He stopped 39 shots, or sorry, 36 shots. His save percentage should have been a lot better. His goals against average should have been a lot better on that game alone. So that, that's not on Halak. And then you get to the Arizona game. And they were, again, flat. The first period, super flat. They got three shots on net in the first period alone. And then they picked it up, boom, in the second and third period. Anthony Bovillier scored within, like, what, two minutes of the second? And then he scored again within five minutes of the third period. They were on on in the second and third, but they just they weren't there in the first period. And that's where Arizona scored that one goal, that one goal that made that difference that brought them into overtime. Right. Had they not been so lackluster and lost in that first period, they probably would have left there with a 2-1 win. Yeah, probably. Or, uh, yeah, at least a 2-1 win. They wouldn't have gone to overtime. I think we'd be feeling pretty good with a 2-1 win because when was the last time we saw the Islanders give up just one goal? Yep. And then we're looking at four points out of a possible six. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. So, like, to me, it's the the idea that they can't play full 60 minutes. And I know some people are going to say, well, the defense, their coverage isn't good. And you're right. But that also plays into the fact that they're just, they're not there because, Sometimes they are, especially, again, against Chicago. They were there for, I'm going to say, 80% of the game. And then 10%, they just kind of lost it. And then at 10% of the time, that's when they got those two goals. Right. That's the, so, it was just that one little blip in play that was, you know, that brought Chicago, I don't necessarily want to say back in the game, but it gave them a couple goals. And like you said, now it's 7-3 instead of 7-1. More dominant mm-hmm. performance. It made the scoreline not as flattering as it should have been. Exactly. Which I know it doesn't sound like much, but at this point, we're, it looks nice. It helps the narrative of, and it also pads that goal differential, which would be nice because we're we're sitting at a minus nine. We have the second best. Is it the second best? Or are we tied for first? I think we're tied for first. Yeah. The New York Islanders are tied for the first most productive offense in the league with this, with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning at 170 goals for. But the Islanders sit at a minus nine goal differential. That's crazy. Because they have, I think it's also the worst. I'm just looking right now. Yes. The worst goals against with 179. So they're tied at the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. That's right. That's insane. The best offense, the worst defense, essentially. That's crazy. Yeah. And that, that, that includes the Arizona Coyotes who have a, a, a 170 goals against. And have a minus 53 goal differential. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't make this stuff up. You really can't. Like, 
if only they had average, even if they let in like Colorado level of goals, 136 goals they let in, they'd still be at, like at, at a plus 20 something. At like least. That's, it's unbelievable the situation that they're in. And it's not goaltending. It's not. If you look at Halak's last five starts, um, he's got, he's faced 33, 39, 33, 42, 39 shots. That's insane. And he's got a 909 against Arizona. That's not great, but, you know, one of those is an overtime goal, so, you know, you can kind of forgive him for that. This three-on-three, like, if they get a good chance, it's going in half the time. It's not even half the time, 75%. 9-23 against Chicago. Bruins, let's chalk that up to a bad game against the Bruins. Let's let's give him that. He's entitled to a bad game every now and again. Bruins are hot, too. That's right. 9-05 against New Jersey, not too bad. And a 9-49 against the Rangers. That's fantastic. That's good. Like, overall, those are good numbers, especially in today's NHL, where, like, if you're floating at 920, you're really good. If you're floating at 915 to 920, you're a good goalie. Like, Halak isn't doing that necessarily, but he's not too far off at a 906. Like, he's getting there. His numbers are getting more respectable in the save percentage column. It's just the goals against column that's not too great at 323. Yeah. And I think that's more of a defensive issue. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say it's not really his fault right now. Earlier on in the season, I feel like it, every week we're talking about, oh, the goalie's got to do this, the goalie's got to do that. Now, it's just the defense isn't good enough mm-hmm. in front That's of right. And maybe this goes back to, and I've said this before in a podcast, where the strategy that the Islanders put forward at the beginning of the season was let the goalie see the shots, let the shots come through. And maybe that's what we're seeing is that more of the shots are getting through. Uh, and so that's just what's padding up that that save percentage or padding up the the goal the shots against. Um, but the same opportunities are still leaking through. Maybe could be. I I don't know. But it it just it just seems weird that all of a sudden Halak's a three twenty three goals a goal against average goalie when in his career he's a two forty seven. That's that's steep. That's a drastic difference, and I'm not going to chalk it up to him being completely washed up just yet. I mm-hmm. definitely think it has, like we've been talking about, it definitely has something to do with the defense and something that they def- desperately need to change if they want to keep pace in this division and playoff race. Yeah. So we have three games coming up. There's one tonight later on. We're recording this again on... Oops, sorry. No, no it's tomorrow. tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Good. Uh, so when this comes out, you'll hear our prediction before the game even happens uh, against the Golden Knights, and then we have one at home against Florida and then on the road to the, the Maple Leafs. I want you, Matt, to tell me how many points you think we're going to get from that. Mainly, I also want to see what your prediction is for that Golden Knights game. Okay, so we'll start Golden Knights first. I think yeah. they're going to lose. I'm going to say 4-2. to 4-2? to two? Yes. Okay. Um, and then what was the next one? Florida. Florida. I don't. I don't need predictions for the for the score. Just if it's going to be a win or a loss against win. Florida and Toronto, back to back games. By the way. Uh. Okay. Win versus Florida. Overtime loss versus Toronto. Okay. So I went win against the Golden Knights three one. Okay. They're going to lose. Oh, sorry. Win against Florida, and I said five three. I think it's going to be a high score, and I think they're going to lose against the Leafs in regulation four two. Okay. So I, we're, we're both on the same page where what well, you said two wins. No, you said a win and, a, and an overtime win, right? So no, I said they'll get three points. There you go. Okay, so three points. I think they're getting four points out of six. Okay. And I think that's good for what they're trying to do right now. But I, I hope we'll they get see. four. Yeah. If it's three, you're, then you're, you're just continuing positive. with. Yeah. If it's just three, then we're still treading water in the same place we have been. So yeah, that's true. Oh God. Well, let's hope that we stop treading water. Well, one of the main things that would help us get out of treading water is Anthony Beauvillier, who is oh, absolutely yes. on fire right now, Mitch. That's my fire sound. That was Does a good one. Like it did sound like fire. Like yeah. a fire-breathing Thank dragon, you. perhaps? Yeah, there you go. My days is playing Dungeons & Dragons is finally paying off. Yes, I was a nerd. You'll all see that when you see that I weigh about 140 pounds and I'm only, uh, yeah, anyways, I was a nerd. You say was like it's past tense. <laughs> Sorry. In high school, it was 120. There you go. 
Oh boy. Oh my god. I did not I did not weigh a lot. Um so he is absolutely on fire. What is he at? He's got uh I think in his last six games he's at seven points with six goals, one assist. In his last Does that sound right to you? Last seven games, he's got eight goals. Eight goals? Yes. So wait, in his last eight games, you're you're including the ones before he was sent back down to uh Yes, in his last seven NHL games, eight goals. Yeah. So, and I think that's why I'm coming up with six po- or seven points in six games because I'm only considering from when he came back from Bridgeport. Gotcha. Um, which is an interesting to talk about, right? Like yeah. he was sent down. He was surplus to requirements. Um, what do you think about that callback or that, that send down callback up? What do you think about that? about what it's done to Anthony Bovillier and why did they send him down in the first place? I think people are overhyping the call, the send down call back as the reason why he is starting to perform. Really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Cause I disagree completely, but let's find, let's find out why you think so. Why in your great wisdom. Oh, Matthew Leary of wherever you're from Hempstead ish. Um, why do you think that this is the case? It's called the Matthew Barzell effect. <laughs> not saying that. Okay. Not saying that. Fair enough. Anthony Beauvillier is a bad player. That's not. He's not riding on the coattails of Barzell. But that second line is looking pretty good, and they're fully functioning. So I, I definitely think that if you just brought him back and paired him with Brock Nelson and Alan Quine, we wouldn't be getting the same kind of production. Sure. Yeah, I can't necessarily entirely disagree with that because obviously there's a connection there between. Oh, that's such a political him, answer. Give me a, I can't him and Barzal. But 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 think about it. Lad was in that position, and Lad isn't on fire or wasn't on fire before he was injured, like Anthony Bovillier is, right? Okay, but that's not fair. You can't necessarily. Oh, now it's not fair. Mitch, you're the one who said that scoring in the NHL is streaky. Yes, I did, and I stick to that. Okay, and, and uh, Andrew Ladd was productive on that second line, but Anthony Beauvillier maybe just flows better to what Barzal and Eberle do, and it's more sure. a complete line. And that plays completely into what I was just saying, so thank you for that. Uh, I win. Check mark there for me. Um, there's, more, there's more of a chemistry between him and Barzal, and we can't deny that. There's, 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 there's sparks flying whenever they hang out, the two of them. Uh, and now they're just hanging out on the ice in competitive NHL hockey games. What more could you ask for, for two bros? Um, but for, for me, the idea is that I, I like the, the, the call back up. Like, clearly he thought, I need to go back down, or he didn't think so, but the team thought that he needs to go back down and find his quote-unquote identity. Um, it didn't take him long to find it, I guess, because as soon as he came back up, boom, 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 the goal started going in. And you can say something like he is playing with Barzal. Sure, he's just playing with a better quality of, uh, of teammates. There's no, there's no denying that playing with Brock Nelson isn't going to get you the rewards that is that like it's playing with Matthew Barzal. Okay. But That's how many... fair in a way. Yes. How many games did he play in the AHL? Three? Two, three, yeah, maybe three games. You think he found his identity in three games? Maybe. That's really what, maybe. Come on. He scored two goals in three games. Because he got hot. Yeah, that was it. He needed to find his identity. He needed to be uh, sent down and, and sent back to reality. Snap back to reality. Oh, there Oops, goes there gravity. Goes gravity. <coughs> oh, <laughs> he I, coughs now. Yeah, I coughed. I'm still fighting off a cold. I, I tried to turn down the volume on my board, and I turned it up. So <laughs> I'm going to have to reduce the amplification on that in, in the post. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm still fighting off a cold from like a month ago. Mitch um, is forever sick. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you have two kids under three. They bring home like every sort of German disease. And my frail body, I haven't taken enough vitamin C in the last like four or five years because I've been living free, no kids. And now all of a sudden they're coming into my life and it's just, Oh, wait a second. They put everything in their mouth. So now I'm getting sick. I'm catching it all. I got to up my vitamin C intake. You can have a new career as the spokesperson for all kinds of like cold and flu medication. 
Because you're Beautiful. always sick. It's not even acting. You're just there. Just, just ha- film you throughout your entire day. Perfect. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start a blog, MitchIsSick.com, and then just review cold medications. Cold effects, two thumbs up, two leaky noses down. Something like that. I don't know. I haven't figured out the grading system because I just made it up on the spot now. It was pretty good. Um, I, I, I like it. Thanks. Um, so I, I do think, getting back to the actual point here, that Anthony Bovili found his identity with that that essential kind of like go find yourself kid. And he's like, Oh crap. I have to face this first challenge in my life. Cause remember he came from juniors from when he was drafted right into the NHL, no AHL stopover. Mm-hmm. So, and something I want to bring up with that, that junior, that, that junior uh, career sure. he had, we shouldn't necessarily be surprised on how good this kid is, that he's putting up these points and that give him good quality of, of teammates. He'll play well and he'll produce like the kids scored eighty plus goals in two years within the juniors for the Cataract of Shawinigan. That's really like, how it's pronounced. Yeah, like cataracts. It sounds like cataract. Oh, cataract! You got to roll that R, Matt. Roll that R, just like that. I can't. My mouth doesn't do that. <laughs> well, there's a French training for you. Once you can roll that R, you're practically halfway French. Okay. Um, so, and, and that's, that's just it. I think he's, we shouldn't be surprised what he's doing because like you said, he is playing with Barzal, but there is chemistry between him and Barzal and he is a good player. So chalk those three factors together and you're going to get the production that he's giving you now. Right. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think, definitely think that's fair. I thought before this year, cause especially I thought after they made the switch to Doug Waite, that Beauvillier started to come around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was exp- he wasn't getting like nine minutes of ice time exactly a game. exactly he was getting some decent playing time it looked like him and Ho Sang had a little bit of chemistry I thought he would turn into a you know just a solid middle six guy maybe something I don't know if he'd put up forty points but thirty five points you know just like a middle six an okay middle six player but yeah. I think he's showing that he has potential to be a little bit more than that to be a little bit like an above average player which maybe. is positive. Yeah, he might be able to get into that that second line for good. Like, listen, 16 points in 38 games over the course of a season, we're looking at a 35-point player. That's fine. And that's when he played a lot of time with Brock Nelson. Right, so if he stayed on this line, he's probably upwards of 40. Well, at the rate he's going now, he's he's looking like an 80-point player. He's putting up 80, <laughs> a point a game. So we, we don't expect that to continue. Like that, It's Anthony Bovili, let's be honest here. But if we're looking at a 50-point player, hey, that's fantastic. That we picked up, mind you, from two second-round picks that we had. Mm-hmm. Right? Like We didn't have that first-round pick in 2015. Not only did we not have Barzal that we traded, we didn't have Bovili either. We had him for two second-round picks, one that was ours and one that we picked up in that Griffin Reinhardt trade. Exactly. Thank so you, thank Peter you, Shirelli. Tampa Bay, for that. And thank you, Edmonton, for giving us those two picks from Griffin Reinhardt. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about when it comes to Bovillier? Bovillier? No, I'm just I'm just happy that he seemed to finally find the role with the Islanders. I like Bo. Okay. I have one quick question. Yes. Just a simple, quick answer, and then we'll get, we won't talk about it. We won't justify our answer. Just when Andrew Ladd comes back, second or third line? For Bo or for Andrew Ladd? Sorry, for Ladd. Lads going to the third line. Yeah, same thing. Okay, moving along. Mitch, I was sad to see all good oh. things. Here, have to here come I am playing end. the tiniest violin for people. If if you can put this in post, Matt, of me playing a violin, just a really sad, sad tune here. I, my, I think I got more joy out of Brock Nelson not scoring than when Brock Nelson finally scored. Yeah. If you don't follow That's us on sad. Twitter. That's hashtag sad, Matt. It is a little sad, but one of our famed gimmicks was after every period tweeting out how long it's been since Brock Nelson has scored a goal. And it got to 55 periods and then and changed. That's when he when he scored. That's long. So you know how coaches say, like, when, when they're interviewed afterwards, how do you think Brock Nelson feels? And they'll say, oh, he's glad to get that monkey off his back. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's glad to get the monkey off his back. He's glad to get the mat off his back. Yes, agreed. Uh, I, I, he definitely is. Um, but I, I'm here for it. Uh, 
the numbers were back up to three. He's now gone three regulation periods without a goal. Ah, you're not going to get too far. Like we said before, this is this is Brock's renaissance. Every year, same thing. It starts in October and it it kind of peaks if you want to call it November, and then it valleys through the winter months, and it starts getting back up again come end of January, beginning of February, and it reaches a crescendo in March. I remember you said that he's the vitamin D king. He lives off vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I actually thought of this today while yeah. I was at work. It was 4.55, and I looked outside, and it was still bright out. And I was thinking, like, oh, my God, see, we're getting into that point of the year where it's it's, it's going to be a little bit brighter after 5 o'clock. This is awesome. And I was thinking, do you know what time it is, Mitch? Brock Nelson It's time. Brock Nelson time. <laughs> I was thinking, Brock Nelson's going to finally come around out of his slump. Yeah, I think so. I really do. Look at Look at his stats over his career and look at how many goals or points he gets through October, November, December, January, February, March, and even April, although April is a small sample size for games. You look at those few months and you'll see, you'll see that January, December, real low. October, November, uh, sorry, October, November, uh, March, and April, or February, March, are the ones where it starts picking up. Just look, you'll see. Maybe Brock Nelson's are romantic and just needs Valentine's Day to come around and then he starts scoring. Maybe. People should just send him roses every day. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe he needs to feel loved. Maybe that's just it. Maybe Brock Nelson needs more love, Matt, instead of you criticizing him every period. Maybe you should say, it's been one period since I missed Brock Nelson scoring a goal. Huh? Brock, I just wanted to tell you from the bottom of my heart, if you're listening, we know you're listening. I love you. There you go. See, that wasn't so hard. Now get that onto tape and play it in loop so everyone can hear, and then uh, we could all laugh at you. Thank you. Yes. But it did get up to 55, period. That's I know. A, that's an I accomplishment. <laughs> I don't know if that's an accomplishment. It is. I'd put that on my gravestone. No, you wouldn't. It's been 55 days since I didn't do a thing I was paid to do. Yes. That's not something you. That's, no, not, an that's, not, that's not an accomplishment. That's not an accomplishment. It was fun a lot for a while. You say it out loud. It was long may it last, or not last, but long may it live in our memories, and long may it never happen again. Hopefully not. Uh, yeah. Do you want to get into the long topic? Yeah, we're already getting long in the tooth on this pod, so yeah, let's do that. Let's spend some time talking about good old trade deadlines and our buddy Garth. Yes, old pal, friend of the show, Garth Snow. Uh, there was a. Statistic that was tweeted out, a graphic actually, a graph per se, and it showed all the teams in the league and the amount of trades that they've made at the deadline or around the deadline since 2005. The Islanders are fourth to last. So does that mean there's a small chance of the Islanders making a trade this year? Sure, it's a small chance. It's not a good chance. And if it is, it's not going to be a good one. Or as in, sorry, if they do make a trade, it's not going to be a good one. It's not going to be. Maybe maybe Garth goes off script. But so this is what we decided to do. We went and and dug in. We went since 2006 because that's when Garth has been around. Mm -hmm. And, And we looked at both Matt and I on what happened in those trade deadlines. So we didn't just take the deadline day. We kind of went back a bit as well. Um, but I think you have an interesting stat when it comes to actual trade deadline. Like how many moves Garth has made on trade deadline day. Yes. It looked, well, I was using ESPN for this. Yeah. And okay. I didn't see anything from 2008 to 2013. Right. Nothing on drafts day, on, on trade deadline day. day. Um, he didn't do anything last year. No. On, on the trade deadline. So what I did is I went back at least two months because we all know that the GMs start trading come January, right? When the the freeze is lifted on the um, on, on the, the roster freeze is lifted around Christmas or after Christmas, that's when GMs start trading. We already saw what Al Montoya left to, I'm going to say it's Edmonton from Montreal. They had three goalies, so they needed to move him anyways. Oh my God, they move him mid-season guard snow. Wow, when you have three goalies, you don't hold on to them forever. Mm. Um, 
but that's generally what started happening. So I wanted to look to see, and I cross-referenced it based on how many points and their position, and if they were in a playoff position that year, to kind of get me a picture is, okay, when the Islanders are in this position, what does Garth Snow tend to do? And if you look at the years where they were in a playoff position, so in 2006-07, they were in a playoff position, they made all kinds of trades. They made all kinds of moves, right? That's when they picked up Ryan Smith and got rid of Robert Nielsen and Ryan O'Meara. Um, they picked up Freddie Meyer, Randy Robitaille. Um, another year where they were in the playoffs is 12-13. Uh, they picked up a second-round pick, a conditional second-round pick for Tim Thomas that they shipped out to Boston. That's all they did that year. Mm-hmm. In 14-15, again in the playoff position, as we know, they brought in Mark Louis, Dustin Jeffrey, Michael Neuvirth, Tyler Kennedy. Okay, they picked up a goalie and Tyler Kennedy. Some okay picks, but nothing nothing to catch your eye, right? Nope. They got rid of Corey Conacher, David Leggio, Chad Johnson, and a seventh. Big deal. And then last year, or sorry, two years ago, they at 15-16, they were again in a playoff position, third in their division. And they brought in Marc-André Cliché, whoever the heck that is. I assume it's just a depth move. Uh, on the AHL, and Shane Prince and a seventh-round pick for a third-round pick. That's it. Right. Or, sorry, they got rid of Taylor Beck in the, the cliche trade. That's it. So what we're so, seeing here, it's not like it's anything crazy that's happening. No, no. I don't expect him to make to make a splash. Um, but then again, he doesn't have the same assets that he has this year. Right, like that. That's why it's hard to look at this because you go, okay, well, generally he doesn't do much. He's not very active, except for in two thousand eight, uh, or sorry, in leading up to the two thousand nine draft. He he did a lot to bring in some 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 draft picks because I guess he wanted to draft a lot that year. Um, but outside of that, nothing else happens. Oh, twenty thirteen fourteen, where he started selling stuff off again. Right, that's the whole Thomas Vanek era. Andrew McDonald right. left, so you got a lot of picks those years. But outside of that, he doesn't do much. But he doesn't have two first rounds pick just sitting there. Not two firsts and two seconds. They have four picks yeah. in the first two rounds. That's true, and they don't necessarily need them. Like they could use them, sure. Like who would say no to first round picks? But when you're kind of going for it and your franchise's superstar is kind of hinging on the fact of like, I'd like to win some stuff here. Maybe you move them. Yeah. It would be different if it's a rebuilding time, then yeah, get as many draft picks as possible and try and rebuild. But that's not the case. The Islanders are at a point where like this would ideally, this is the perfect year to go for it because you are paying peanuts for most of these guys. Mm -hmm. And that's going to change real soon. Yep. So if Garth was smart, which I know we've mentioned this a million times, he'd make a big move this trade line and say, deadline and say, hey, let me try and make some sort of move and get this team going for the playoffs and beyond and get my guy to stay here. Because right yep. right now, if you know, we saw the history, if he just does a, another depth move, that's not putting them over the top and then the playoffs might – they might miss the playoffs, and then the future is definitely unknown at that point. Yeah, the immediate future. Um, for me, it's it, it just is it. What is he going to bring in? And and I want him to bring him something big because that's what they need. They need they need defense. They need it because again, we we just talked about this. They have the best offense in the league. They generate goals, and they can generate them throughout the roster. Um, they just they shed so many goals. And I know missing Calvin DeHaan and Johnny Boychuk isn't helping. Boychuk's coming back, and DeHaan, well, he's not. But they can, they can find a guy who's got the same skill set as DeHaan. That's possible. For less than two firsts and two seconds. Mm-hmm. So now's the time to do it. Now's the time, because every GM is starting to call each other. Now's the time. The longer you wait to the trade deadline, the more it's going to cost you. Yes, this is true, and that's that's a scary point because if we we wait, then you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're going to get fleeced for a rental. Yeah, and I I know we say this, and but we we have, we don't know what's what's going on. Maybe Garth knows something that we don't know. He's like, well, Johnny's leaving anyways. He's told me he's leaving, but all this all this is lip service to PR. I doubt it. 
I doubt it. John Tavares doesn't seem like the guy who does lip service. Um, so it, it, it just strikes me as why is nothing happening? We have the assets. We've had them all season long. Why is nothing happening when the need is obvious? Yeah. It, I mean, it, how could it be more clear than they have a negative nine goal differential but have the most goals in the league? Or tied, tied for most. Tied for yeah. most. I don't know. I, I, I get maybe it comes down to an idea of who does he go after? Who do you go after? I would want a top four defenseman. Yeah. I think that's um, that's the perfect fit for this team. I'm, obviously, when Boychuk comes back healthy, you put him and Letty back together. But then there's still a bit of a step down after that. So I'd want that one more guy with the, with the Han out. That's right. For me, I'm I'm looking at an OEL. I'm looking at um, I had it written down here. Tyson Berry. I'd love Jacob Truba. That would be my ideal, but I don't. He's not going anywhere yet. He's not going anywhere this year specifically. Okay. Uh, Winnipeg's in an, an amazing position. They're not. They're not going to shed anyone out, and he might not even look to leave. Although last year he wanted to get the H out of Winnipeg, so maybe that's still there. He's an RFA. He's a perfect top four guy. He's perfect, perfect, perfect for what the Islanders need. I doubt the Jets are going to let him go. Agreed. I don't think they would get him at this point. Yeah. Uh, I know that's a name that came up like in the past, but now, especially with the Jets in a pretty nice playoff position, I can't see them. Yeah, making that maybe move draft, out. right? Maybe at the draft, but for now, I could no, because again, he's RFA, so he he's in complete in team control for the, for the Jets. They just need to um, qualify his contract, which they will do no matter what. Um, and he's on the books, and then we have to, we still have to give them what they want. So I don't know offer sheet. Maybe, maybe we'll see an offer sheet because we got the draft picks. Yeah, we never see one. You always you like those. Those are your favorite things. I love offer. I don't know why anyone doesn't do them. If you have the draft picks, do it. Why not? Worst case scenario, they match it like they did with Shea Weber. Whatever. It's not your money, anyways. Oh, we don't get Shea Weber. All right, let's go find someone else. It didn't work out for Philly, but that's Philly. Yeah, nobody cares about Philly. No, they don't. Um, so I guess the consensus here is we're a little nervous, right? To see what's Very gonna happen what's gonna happen. We look at the track record and it's not too appealing, but like Mitch pointed out, he never really had the assets that he currently is holding. So it's kind of a unique situation. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to draft day. It's going to be a lot of stress and a lot of waiting around and be like, do something. A lot of that emoji of the the guy poking okay. the stick on on the on the guard's oh, head. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of content in February with that. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's definitely going to be a good time. Uh, do you want to get into the social stuff? Make it yes. a little fun. Let's uh, do that. All right. Uh, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Um, you can go ahead. I just got to find the... No, I, I got it. I got it here. Okay. Um, so this morning I wrote something or, or I tweeted out from our uh, our account um, hoping that I get a lot of responses, and I did. So thank you for those who responded to me. Um, what I tweeted was, if you could design a skills competition game tailored just for Josh Bailey, what would it be? And some of the responses I got were exactly what I was, uh, what I was thinking I was going to get. They, weren't, they just weren't as trolly. So we got Mike Etter at MTE12 says, wait for 10 years, uh, uh, wait for 10 years of all-star games to pass. Then he'll be the all-star MVP. He's had a good two years, to be honest, which is true. He's had a fantastic two years. He deserves to be at the all-star game. I just like the idea that he just sits it out and waits for another 10 years. 50-year-old Josh Bailey, like, I guess it's time to go. Okay, I like Uh, that one. uh, Playing possum, this is from Donald Rossner. So at Donald Rossner. Uh, playing possum for 10 years, then when it's time to get paid, become an all-star. But them That's kind of a lot of those. Uh, and then the last one here is from Francois. Uh, Francis Stasis. This is at uh, his Twitter handle. And he says, drop pass free for all. I guess okay. he feels that Josh Bailey is a drop pass artist. I don't necessarily see it. He's not like Jason Spezza used to be. Um, but I, I guess he does do a lot of drop passes. So... Okay. That's an interesting one. I like that. What do you have? What would I have? Uh, I would have 
the secondary assist competition. So I'd have Josh Bailey pass to somebody else who will then pass to someone who shoots. Right. So he it's a secondary assist competition. That's fair. So he's got to, or what if he just has to bank it off of two things and in the net? Okay, I like that better. So hit two barrels and then it's got to go in the net. And if he only hits one, it doesn't count. I like that. That's better. What about if you have the, let's call it the sack race, where he's got to latch onto an all-star and have him drag, dragged across the ice, and whatever all-star drags him across the ice quicker wins. No? No. Didn't like that one? No, not so no. much. No, that was a good one, because he's latching onto someone's wing. Uh, Get it? Oh, it went over my Get head. Get it? Over ah. my head. <laughs> 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 it's like a sacrifice. I was like, what the heck is this guy talking about? What does that have to do yeah. with anything? But Okay. Oh, because I was going on. for the I was going for the visual. I was hoping you would get the visual, but uh, I didn't paint a good enough picture for you. No, apparently not. Oh, thanks. Sorry. All right, was that it that you're bringing for the table that's for your social segment? That, that's all I got to the table. I think that's okay. sufficient. I I liked it. That was a good one. I saw the tweet this morning, and I got some of the laughs from the replies. So good. Um, mine. Well, what, what do you have? What are you bringing to the table? First, I'm going to start with a little bit of history lesson. Oh, okay. I'm sitting down. Because Mitch can't remember any numbers, so. No. Nope. 37 years ago today, Mike Bossy mm-hmm. scored 50 goals in 50 games. Wow. So, yeah, wait. He was the first person to do it since Maurice the Rocket Richard. Yes, there you go. Mitch remembered something. See, I remember stuff. Come on. So I can't wait to get to show 91 where I can say Steven Stamkos. I mean, John Tavares. <laughs> You have a long way to go for that. Yeah. Right. Almost 70 shows. So that was one. That was my history lesson. That was bringing to okay, it's a good history thing. lesson. Do you think anyone's going to ever hit 50 goals in 50 games? No. I don't think that's happening. Nah, I don't think so either. I wish. That would be pretty cool to see, but I don't think that's going to happen in today's game. No. Matt Barzell, get to work, buddy. The 50 points in 50 games from him was pretty impressive, though. Heck yeah. I will take that. Um, I don't know. Do you follow ABC News on Twitter? No, I don't. Okay. Well, they tweeted a video of flaming garbage on the subway. <laughs> Wait, yeah. And okay. I saw some, a lot of like that was being made into a meme. So I thought, what if we make it into an Islanders meme? Right. Mine was... Live look at Jason Chimera riding the subway, and it's just, <laughs> oh it's just uh, hot garbage sitting there on fire. <laughs> oh no! Um, uh, I was gonna think we maybe bounce a few off each other. Do, do you have any that are coming to you off the top of your head? Like who? Who the hot garbage could substitute or just, or just, for? Or just anything? You make it into an Islanders meme. Um. Okay. Uh, the state of contract negotiations between Barclays and the Islanders pile of hot garbage because who knows what the heck's going on. I don't think anything is being said to anyone. I thought you were going Tavares and Garth Snow uh, contract negotiations. That was my next step because, okay. again, it doesn't sound like anyone's talking to anyone at this point. Um, well, according to Pierre Lebrun, it was nothing of substance has been said. So they're probably talking. They probably have the framework of a deal set up, but they just don't have like the specifics when it comes to the dollars all figured out yet. Like the important stuff. Yeah. Hey, we should probably talk about that contract. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's how the conversation went with John <laughs> Tavares. Go, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. And then tomorrow never comes. Um, another one of those. I would say, psh, well, before the other day, Brock Nelson scoring. Yeah, that's a good Brock one. Brock Nelson scoring touch, hot garbage, uh, until recently. Uh, that's all I got. I was trying to think of Anthony Beauvillier being on fire and somehow relating it to that, but I couldn't really think of anything. I just did. I, I, I thought of that, but then I was going, I don't like to know what, what's inside that bag that's on garbage or that's on oh. garbage. That's on fire. Uh, I don't imagine it's anything good. So I don't want to equate that with Anthony Beauvillier at the moment. Because I, he is not anything worth garbage. No. I mean, I know you've been to New York before, but have you ever been on a subway in New York? Like a million times. Every time I go to New York, I take the subway. Oh, you do? Okay. I, look, I 
We're going to do a little Eyes on Isles confession here at the end of the show. I have been on the subway maybe two times in my entire life. Whoa. I've been on it more frequently than you have. Yeah. But the point was the New York subways are disgusting. Yeah, they're gross, but I've been I've been to worse. Have you been to the one in Moscow? That's bad. It's a bad subway. It's worse. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's also very crammed. It's the most um, densely used subway in the world. Nine million people use it every day. Oh God! Um, and so you're 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 sitting there, and it's it's what they used to be, or not used to be. They yeah, they used to be bunkers for World War II. So they're dug like thirty meters in the ground. So they're really really deep. So if you're anything claustrophobic, it's rough because you're sitting there and you're not moving. It, and you're just going through like you're you're channeling up into like another section of the of the, the subway to get to your next train and you're not moving and there's people all around you and you're just stuck it is terrible it's the worst worst subway i've ever been into in my little, in entire life i know i'm going to sound like a complete ignorant american but i have no idea how far 30 meters is oh oh right yeah it's, it's far. It's far. Well, think about it. They use it for bomb shelter, so it's far enough where the bombs aren't going to bother them. Just think about it that way. All right. I'm going to take your word for it because I have no <laughs> idea how far that is, how far yeah. we're talking. Oh, man. All right. Um, let's plug the live show one more time because, again, yes. if you listen to us on the regular, you already know about it, but we will not be doing a pre recorded show and then airing it on Wednesday into Thursday like we normally do. Instead, we are going to be live from the South Hempstead Fire Department on Friday, February 2nd. Mitch is coming down. Yeah. He's going to see my hometown, which is going to be pretty cool. And hopefully the rest of you do as well. We have prizes and giveaways from America's Vet Dogs. We're raffling stuff off. It's all for a good cause, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you guys should come. I think you should come as well. Just to meet me. Just to meet me and talk to me about numbers and players and make fun of me all you want. That, that, that's, that'll be a thing. That'll be the theme of the night. Make fun of Mitch Knight. On admission, we didn't even mention the best part. Free admission. Yes. And free food and drinks. Yeah. And everything we raise goes to vet dogs. And every, everything. Every, all the money we're raising is going to America's vet dogs. So yeah. it, what a We cost. ain't making no money off this, sucker. No, we're doing it all out of the goodness of our heart and because we think it's going to be fun. We want to meet all you guys. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, So as always, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at EyesOnIslesFS. My personal Twitter is at MattOlearyNY. Mitch's is at TLO Mitch. Give us a like on our Facebook page where you could also find more info on the live pod if you're interested, like the address of the South Hampshire Fire Department and whatnot, at facebook.com slash eyes on aisles. And as always, check out eyesonisles.com for all your New York Islanders needs. Mitch, I'll be seeing you next week. This is going to be exciting. Yes. I can't wait this time. I'm not going to cheap out and I'm going to take the toll routes and I'll get to New York in a timely fashion. It took me 12 hours last time instead of the six because I was a cheap, cheap sucker. and I didn't want to pay the $2 for the toll. I'm paying the toll this time. I'm paying the toll tax. All right. So Mitch is going to pay the toll. He'll get there at a reasonable time. And we will see you all next week at the South Hempstead Fire Department. Mitch, have a good night. Good night, Matt. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
Nicholson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.